1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go, Hunting Land Man podcast. I have no idea what episode this is. I think it's 26. I, I kind of was thinking that on top of my head too. We've got cameraman Caleb on the mic. Uh, you've been on the podcast before, one before, yeah, one time, one time before. To hit his, I guess he did a good enough job. He's back for round two, and he's still employed, so he must be doing a pretty good job. All right, this is the fall forecast episode. Uh, always brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. They take real good care of us on the Huntland Man TV show and the podcast, and of course, they take good care of us in the financing department with our clients and with uh, with ourselves personally and with the companies that we're associated with. So. That brings us to our first topic of the day, uh, what actually has to do with Southern Ag Credit, is the, our latest Missouri trip. Um, we're going to jump right into this thing. So uh, it right now we're recording this late August, and we just got back from Missouri last week. Uh, so to give you an update on Missouri, all right, just I know we talked about this not long ago, but Ryan and I bought 18 months ago, 19, 20 months ago, something like that. We bought 213 acres in Missouri in Sullivan County in an area where uh, we had been leasing property up in that area. And actually, uh, some of my family had been buying property up there the last couple of years. We got comfortable with the market. We followed all the agents on social media, watched that market up there, got comfortable, bought our first track of land. This is something anybody can do. Uh, you know, we, uh, we educated ourselves just like, and you can do this in any market. So if you're in South Louisiana and you're looking to buy in Southwest Mississippi or up in the Felicianas or North Louisiana or anywhere, you can do the same things we did. So we're kind of, um, putting ourselves in our client shoes. So anyway, we bought the 213. Our plan was to keep it two or three years. That plan changed when the COVID market hit and how hot it got, uh, so five months in, we had a really good offer. We sold that property, bought Walnut Hills. Now, Walnut Hills is an unbelievable place. Uh, great deer hunting, um, great turkey hunting. Uh, on the next episode of Hunting Land Man, we're actually going to go take you there, take you on some deer hunts in that county, in that area, and then take you on a turkey hunt on Walnut Hill from our trip we went on in May. Uh, we sold Walnut Hill. 
um, right before we got ready to sell Walden Hill, we actually bought another 198 acres in Putman County, which will be featured on that episode we were just talking about mm-hmm. of Hunting Land Man TV, which will probably be coming out next week. Um, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday on Waypoint, and then the week after that on YouTube. So be looking for that. And that episode will be called? The Missouri Project the Part Missouri, 1. The Missouri Project Part 1. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, gonna. I've already we watched the episode. It's a really good episode. A lot of content. It's our first twenty-two minute episode. Correct. And I've got Caleb here. You know, he's not doing a lot of talking about anything I say wrong. He's can speak up because he knows that's he's in charge of the TV show, so he actually knows all this stuff. I just think I know all this stuff. Isn't that right? Somewhat. Somewhat. Um. So anyway, it's our first. Uh, 22 minute episode which is how long a full episode that you maybe used to watch trained assassins or bone collector or uh you know or game of thrones whatever you know your your typical 30 minute show is uh you know is about 22 minutes 19 to 22 minutes of tv so uh, this is our full we've got a couple of deer hunts on there we've got a turkey hunt on there so anyway um we take you to this 198 acres that we bought we show you kind of the before uh, we've actually done a lot of work up there since uh, since we went on that trip, and uh, we still have a little more work to do. Um, and run into some hurdles, as anytime you run into a raw piece of property, you're improving. You had to run into some hurdles, so um, we bought that piece of property. And, and through this episode, when you watch this episode, I want you to see because I was thinking this yesterday. Oh, it comes easy for Slade and Ryan and the Hunting Land Man team. They just buy property; it's worth more the next day. Couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, we've gotten, uh, our crew has gotten buggies up there, sprayers stuck, excavators stuck, dozers stuck, four-wheelers stuck. Um, we've gotten everything stuck up there because it rains so much this summer up in Missouri, which is great for the deer and the crops. But uh, it's been hard for improving a bottomland piece of property. We're dealing with a little beaver problems. We still have a little area um, that we have to get sprayed because we're going to spray it, then actually physically burn it with fire to help dry it out. And so Ryan, you know, it's, he's my partner in this uh, R&S Land Company, Ryan Slate Land Company. We're a real, real cool name. Anyway, um, so he actually found a guy that is going to spray the property with a drone, uh, which is so cool. You know, if you can't get equipment in there, hey, get creative. So they're going to spray it with a drone, and then their physical will come in and burn it. So I'm excited to see that process and how that works out because that opens up a lot of avenues for us even in the timber business, or maybe if you're trying to improve some duck hunting habitat or something in the south, you know you can always learn from any type of project you're doing on any type of land and apply it to another scenario. So that's fun. But I go back to, you know, these projects. This was a problem farm and needed a lot of cleanup and it needed some vision, and that's what we're doing to it. And I think this is going to be a really good deal when we get done with the 198. And you'll see that in the uh, first part of. Um, the Missouri Project, uh, episode one. I hope Cub is a better deer hunter than he is shed hunter because if 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 he kills a deer on that place, we'll get to show you what it looks like after the fact. So that'd be a cool episode too. Well, yeah, because Cub, Cub is actually doing the hunting on that farm because it's about an hour and a half from our other farms, and so he's doing the hunting up there. So listen, I mean, ah. <laughs> I'm going to say this. If he doesn't kill a big deer, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not, not going to do him like that. He's going to kill a big deer. He's going to kill a big giant. He's going to kill a 200, and we're going to wish we were hunting up there. I hope that I hope that for him, and I hope that for the property. 
Um, also, so we, we sold Walnut Hill. Um, we still own the 198 that we're talking about. And then, so with the Walnut Hill funds, uh, and we were actually planning on keeping Walnut Hills longer than we thought. We kept it a little over a year. And uh, and uh, we, we 1031 into um, – 160 acres in Lynn County, Missouri, that Ryan and I flew up and looked at. And seven miles to the east, a couple weeks later, uh, Bear Cub helped us find a um, a 334-acre property that uh, we did not look at. Uh, Bear Cub FaceTimed us. He took the drone over there, videos, pictures, and we felt comfortable enough with it that we bought it. If y'all hear Rafe in the background, he may break into the podcast studio any minute. He is a wild man who loves to break in here and announce his presence. So if he does, we'll see what he thinks about the Missouri project. So anyway, um, we we're, so now we own the 198, the 160 and the, um, 334. And, you know, we own all these properties. And if you really knew Ryan and I did not put a whole, whole, whole lot of our, own personal capital in this thing. We use Southern Act credit, and then we've been able to improve these properties, market them well, look for good deals, and then we've moved up into the properties we own now. This is all achievable in some form or fashion by anybody out there. Hey, Slade, I want to buy land in southwest Mississippi or Texas or Missouri or wherever. I, I'm sitting on 130 acres that I own right now, and I don't, I don't mind telling you all these numbers because I worked hard to achieve it, and, and I'm proud of it. This is a place that I that I bought for my family to grow um to grow up grow up on, and this is 130 acres where my house is. My first property I bought right out of college with money I made from outfitting and guiding was 12 acres in a house trailer. I took that property, and then I flipped a whole bunch of properties into buying this property that I have now, and it was mostly paid for it when I bought it. You know at I don't know. I guess I was in my younger 30s. I think I've had it four or five years now. So I was in my younger 30s when I bought it. And then we built the house two years ago. So now I'm doing that with some other properties, um, you know, improving and 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 selling, buying and selling properties here in Southwest Mississippi. And I'm also doing it in Missouri. So if you said Slade, you know, I've got twenty five thousand um, dollars, you know, that I can that that I can put into a piece of property, and you've got good credit. Okay, well, twenty five thousand will that'll get you, um, you know, a little over a hundred grand financed. Uh, let's just say you put twenty percent down, so that's twenty, and you got five thousand for improvements, closing costs, things like that. So if you got twenty five thousand, you can borrow hundred. And let's say you buy a piece of property, you know, that's uh, twenty five hundred, three thousand bucks, so you can buy. What, 25, uh, 25, 30 acres, something like that, if my math's right in my head. And then, you know, you can improve those properties, sell them, and keep flipping it and keep big, getting bigger and grow your snowball using your brain and sweat equity. Something that I've learned in the last 16 years of buying and selling and flipping real estate is sweat equity used to be more of a thing. People are wanting more turnkey now. So the simple fact of taking a property and taking it from, um, from raw land to a turnkey product increases the value. And I think that's happening more and more. And I attribute it to the world is busier. 16 years ago, when Caleb was a very, very young man, the world didn't play as many baseball games, golf games, soccer games, dance recitals, you know, with kids and things like that. The world wasn't as busy. Um, People, you know, in like sales like myself, you know, you weren't as required to answer the phone 
30 hours a day like we are now. So the world is getting busier. So immediacy and turnkey is 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 very attractive. So if you can just take a property and turn it in from raw land into turnkey, uh, and there's a lot of different other ways you can do it with timber or making, you know, just making water on a property with a pond. I'm, I'm taking a property and putting a pond on right now to improve the value. So there's a lot of different ways that you can increase the value of a property, sell it, move on to the next property, and move it to maybe your end goal. You know, my mine and Ryan's end goal in Missouri is to have, hey, Rafe. Sorry. Hello, Rafe. Rafe has announced his presence. Anything you want to add to the conversation, Rafe? He's just a smile, and Rafe will be on the podcast another day. Hey, buddy. What's up, dude? All right. But anyway, so Ryan and I's uh, final goal in Missouri is to end up with a lot of high cash rent properties, you know, either through CRP or farming, you know, that return on income and have – uh, a really, really good hunting place up there that basically we have all this paid for in our working career by being smart with our money, moving around properties, improving properties, marketing them through things like the podcast and the TV show, and taking a property that is okay deer hunting, turning it into exceptional deer hunting, or maybe more farm ground like we are the 198, and, and you know using our brains to and Southern Ag Credit or whatever bank you may use, we use Southern Ag to uh, to improve properties and, and, and get to our long-term goals. So if you say, Slate, I've never been able to buy, I'd never be able to buy a piece of hunting property like you have to hunt. Look, nobody gave me any money to start doing this. I started buying property. Now I had a good education growing up because my, my family has done this their whole life, but you can do it too. I'm giving you that education. If you don't have parents that are giving you this education, Listen to the Hunting Land Man podcast. Watch Hunting Land Man TV. I'm giving away the secret sauce. All you got to do is do it. Uh, and, you know, one thing that I will say, and this podcast wasn't supposed to be about flipping property, but I guess we're we're here now. One thing I will say, and I tell people all the time, people, Slade, call me if you ever run across a piece of property that, uh, you know, that, that is a really good deal or whatever. Okay, I understand. You're relying on a professional like myself to help you find ground. One problem with that. I'm buying and selling flipping a property myself. And if I do run out of funds, which happens a lot, um, I have you know family members and partners that have way more funds than me and people that we work with every day. Another thing, especially friends and family, I'm not going to spend your money like I'd spend mine because this is high-stakes gambling. Now, it's a lot more secure than putting your money on black, but it is high-stakes gambling, and I'm not going to feel comfortable spending your money like that. So if you want to flip property and you want me to help, I can help you sell it. You can call me with a deal, and I will go through it with you and tell you, hey, yeah, this is a good deal. You need to be careful of this. These thing you look at. I'm not going to try to steal your deal. I'm not that guy. Um, if you want to partner on something, you know, hey, Slade, I think this is a good deal. I want to go a partner. I'm up for that too. But you've got to bring something to the table more than money. I really mean this. There's no shortage of money in the world. They're printing it every day. But so you got to bring something to the table. Okay, maybe you've got to research harder than I am uh, to find the deals. Maybe you have equipment and sweat equity you can do that maybe I can't do for as cheap. Um, maybe like I have attorney buddies of mine at property with title problems. Or maybe you're okay with going through the time it takes to 
uh, clear up a title problem or fix a property line issue or an easement issue. You've got to bring something to the table to make yourself attractive uh, to buy a property, you know, other than money. Because unless you're bringing eight figures to the table or, you know, a whole lot of money, you know, those there's people out there that are buying, selling, and flipping. And, you, and, I, and I don't say this disrespectfully, but if you bring a million dollars to the table, there's a there's a hundred people trying to buy property in our area with a million dollars trying to do it. So it's it's that's not uncommon. Um, and, and and I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not telling you what you want to hear. All right. So I went on a little rant there, but anyway, um, if you want prop, if you want hunting property, if it's here in Missouri and Texas or anywhere in the world, you can do it. I'm giving away the secret sauce here. So maybe we need to change the name of this episode to the secret sauce. All right. Moving on. New episodes. All right, so we got next week, we got the Missouri episode coming out. Mm-hmm. All right, Caleb, um, thoughts on that episode? It's going to be awesome. I, I'm really excited about um Now, we're going to try to do every episode from here on out as a 22-minute episode um, just to prepare, you know, for the future. If we get any other possibilities, we love Waypoint, and we plan on sticking with them. Um, but, you know, I, I said on a... I think the last podcast, if A and E comes calling or HGTV, that is a that would be a super cool opportunity and something that we would definitely have to consider. Um, so all of our episodes from here on out will be you know uh, twenty two minutes. Um, we have some really cool episodes after this episode comes out that I'm about to ship up to Hunter, our post production guy, doing all of our editing. Um, one will be very similar to St. Francisville. Uh, it's just going to be highlighting Natchez. We got a cool deer hunt on that one as well. It was on, and either uh, our, wi- our wives will uh, will be on that one. Yeah. So if you want to see a, a couple hot blondes, definitely That's right. check that one out. Um, and then we've got a really funny episode. It's kind of like a, a tribute to the old MTV show Cribs, where we just take you around uh, Slade's house and his property and just kind of show you, uh, you know, how all of that came about and that whole process. It'll be funny. It'll be a really cool episode. And um, what's the other other one that we have coming out? There's one more. Um, we've got Natchez. We've got Cribs. Come on, man. You filmed this. Thing. I know. I'm, I'm having a brain fart. I'm not sure. Well, we've at least got those two. We've got those two. There's a third one. He'll think of it in a minute. But those are going to be, I'm excited about the Natchez episode. Really cool. Shows you some cool properties in Natchez. Shows you some cool deer hunts in Natchez. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why you would want to own land in a cool area like Natchez. And we're going to try to do that for a couple. We did St. Francisville. We did Natchez. Uh, We're going to try to do that for all of our areas we sell in to kind of highlight what you would like. Now, we took St. Francisville and Natchez, and those have a lot of cool things to highlight. But some people aren't interested in those things. Like, hey, Slade, I'm not, I don't, I go up to my property to deer hunt. I'm not interested in going to the Francis or going to Rue 61 to eat, you know, that sort of thing. Okay, so when we do Woodville, it's a totally different thing. You know, 100%. we've got Lake Mary. We've got the great deer hunting that's in, in Woodville. We've got whitetails. We've got, you know, all those things, um, uh, you know, the co-op and all those places that we um, we sell in. Uh, I mean, you know, the things we, we like about that area. And Red and Jones have now entered the party. We've got, a, this is a lively podcast, y'all. Y'all are getting lot, a lot of bang for your buck, huh, Red? All right, so um, season prep. All right, so that was my next thing on the list. Okay, so 
Um, for this fall, you know, we've got we're we're August twenty third now. We're going elk hunting on September the 9th through the fifteenth in Montrose, Colorado. Now, if you remember, I shot an elk three years ago in Montrose on the adjoining ranch. Um, this is a really good area, a lot of elk. Um, I'm not going to say there's a lot of giants. Now, we got on some really good elk when we were there, but it's a fun place to elk hunt. It's me, Ryan, Berica, um, Clay Petty, and his dad are going with us. we got a good group going with us. It should be real fun, and we should definitely get on some elk, and I'm, I'm excited. Berica thinks he's going to run up the mountain and shoot 100 of them, so we'll see how he does. Uh, but anyway, I've been shooting bows, uh, getting ready. I shot this morning at 40, tightening up those groups. Not where I want to be uh, yet, but we are getting there. I mean, I feel like if he was standing out there at 60 tomorrow, I could kill him. But I want him to be able to be standing out there at 100, and I can hit him in the eyeball. But we will we will keep working at it to get there. Um, as far as season prep around here, got a lot of feeders going, a lot of cameras going here in Missouri. We're getting some good deer already uh in missouri um at the 334 where we went up and put in uh we put in trophy acre and what else we put in we put in trophy acre sugar rush sugar rush and we put in some uh radishes also mm-hmm. and uh we've got soybeans and corn on the 334 and then we put um we no crops on the 160 we put trophy acre and sugar rush on the uh, on the 160 we put three plots on the 160 one two three and then we put Three plots on the 334. Uh, and we put less plot, uh, less plots on the 334. It's not quite as thick as the 160. And we spaced them out and put them all by either soybeans or corn. So we kind of, um, you know, we felt like even if Ryan and I were hunting up there at the same time, we'd have plenty of room to hunt and narrow the possibilities of where deer could come. Um, we're getting some really good deer on camera. No booners yet, but they're coming. We got some, you know, 140, 150-inch deer, some good, solid, mature deer, a lot of turkeys, which we like. But uh, really, really good farm. As those beans, which most of them are laid up there, start turning yellow, we should start getting more and more deer at our food plots, which I noticed on the cell cams this morning. We're starting to go to green tent already. We got a rain right after we left. And we uh, that's the next episode we were talking about, the Missouri trip. That's right. Yeah, the Missouri trip is the a third episode he was thinking of. But anyway, um, we, we got a rain right when we left, and then there's a lot of rain next week coming, so it should be perfect. Those seeds should start perking up, get a rain, and be off to the races, have races, have beautiful rape and turnips and all the sugar beets and all the great things that those products from Backwoods Attraction has to offer. Um, so we've been shooting our bows, got cameras running around here. Got some pretty good deer around here. Uh, Got the 167 acres in Amick County that is for sale. If you know anybody looking for a really good property in Amick County, I own this one, and it's got a 145-inch 10-point on it. He's a big one. And um, if you don't buy it before hunting season, there's a good chance I'll be sitting in a tree trying to kill him. So I'm just going to let you know. Uh, Also got 43 acres that I own that we're improving very heavily right now. Uh, This rain, literally, literally it rains every – and I'm not talking about rains, a sprinkle – it rains a quarter, half, one inch. It's raining an inch already today, mm-hmm. every day, and we can't get dozer work and stuff to get these properties online, but we're getting there. Um, but uh, we'll take it as it comes. At least it'll grow good deer horns. We'll have plenty of moisture in our soil for the uh, upcoming food plot season here in the south. Um, so we got an elk trip, like I said, the 9th to the 15th. Uh, we're getting ready for that. Um, 
All right, so 9th through the 15th, elk trip. The 16th through the 18th, yeah, the three days after we get back from the elk trip, we have the velvet season in Mississippi. Going to be an exciting time, the first ever velvet season. We did a whole podcast on it. If you haven't um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should. It's a great, uh, great podcast with me and Cody Kelly. Um, the... Um, so we come back 16th to the 18th, hopefully kill a buck then. Then the first week of October, one of our favorite weeks of the year, uh, to hunt southwest Mississippi. Uh, we'll be hunting here um, around the house and hopefully get on some of these big deer we've been chasing the last couple of years. We're excited about that. It'll be when we're putting our food plots in, you know, too, right around that time. And, and it kind of changes things with this velvet season, when we put our food plots in and what our game plan is. And this rain is really changing everything because I can't do any – uh, tractor work right now for the most part um so that's going to be interesting then we go now there may be a missouri trip squeezed in somewhere in there maybe uh depending on how the cameras and feeder i mean cameras not feeders cameras and food plots are looking in missouri uh no we do not have feeders going missouri that's illegal that would be awesome though that would be awesome but we don't but anyway uh so uh, we will be going to somewhere where there is feeders in mid-October, which is Kansas. We're going back to Tamarack. I have a tag. I actually put my hands on it and put it in my briefcase a while ago. So that is always exciting. Um, it's just some great deer hunting out there, and I can't wait to get back out there and get to chasing them again in Kansas. Uh, we come back late October, uh, uh, last week October, first week of November, we're going to be in Missouri. Uh, that pre rut I really like that time. Uh, hopefully whack a big one then and hopefully mid-november get back up there for the rifle season with ryan that would be really fun to kill one early ryan kill one um mid uh november and then we both up there for rifle season would be a really good time um so uh we shall see uh we got all the box stands set up we got all the scrape trees and cameras so it's going to be exciting we've got more property to hunt missouri than we ever had and hopefully we've been learning to um to um you know to make ourselves better hunters up there one cool thing about the missouri episode you'll see we got an exceptional lodge in missouri oh yeah that place is fine i mean you, if you, uh, I, i'll describe it like this if you like the movie eight seconds and you ever seen you ever seen eight seconds it's been a long time okay eight seconds uh lane pulls up to kelly with the uh trailer with the banjos on the side it's not quite that nice but, uh, hey, it is a place to sleep, and we go. I'll sleep in a tent for big buck hunting, and that's what we got up there, big buck hunting. So that's exciting. Um, so, and then we'll be back here, of course, all fall, and I don't know, we, we'll squeeze in some other stuff maybe here and there. I'm getting to where I like so much hunting around here because my little boy Bentley, of course, I'm bringing him. You know, we'll do a lot of hunting with him this fall. And uh, Asa she's four and a half now she'll be five in january and honestly i'm thinking about it i'm gonna get her uh i've got one of them bentley's got one of the high-end pellet guns gamos with the scopes and all on it i'm gonna get her to shooting it and uh you know with these sight vices and 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 things like that you know she wants to go and so nothing else she'll be in the tree or in the stand with me a couple times which is fun because that that's that's really fun we see deer every day outside the house and all she says is daddy we need to shoot that deer and eat all its meat which i like um you know y'all may be raising your kids different than me but mine mine looking at them for the meat because we eat it in fact me and caleb are going to eat some for lunch that we cooked last night 
um, some uh, some deer taco meat. So we'll eat that for lunch. So um, we've got a busy, busy fall. I think it's going to be real fun. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're hopefully going to squeeze in this um, coon hunt. Yeah, hit up Trey Hand. When we get, we're hopefully gonna get Trey Hand and with this coon hunt, we got some. Also, we got some new sponsors we're working with this fall. You know, with Hunter Safety System and Lemon Shield Backwoods. Um, who am I leaving now? Element. Element. Um, we're um, Southern Ag Credit, of course, and and we're working with several other ones right now. Uh, if you know anybody that is you think would uh, benefit from being associated with the hunting land, man, hey, we're trying to partner with some good companies. We're not trying to partner with everybody. We're trying to partner with people that we can, you know, we we feel like we can help. And um, and all these companies we're partnering with thus far, uh, we can definitely help. Um, what am I leaving out, Caleb? Real estate, real estate, real estate up, man. I'm really, I was reading it and it wasn't going to this ADD brain. Um, so I'll give you a real estate up, man. All right. Here we are at. It is late August. I feel like the Hunt and Land Man team is in a hundredth place, which I know we're about 99 better than that. Mm. But if we act like we're in a hundredth place, we'll work real hard. Now our goal to start this year was seventy-five million, which I did not set the goal. Excuse me, I did not set the goal high enough. Um, it's my yeah, my mic. My mic was acting up a little bit. All right, there it goes. Anyway, so my goal was seventy-five million. We've got to um, if we close what we have pending right now, we're going to be at. Did I tell you that? 83. 80, yeah, I want to say 80, 83 or 83, and we've got a, a pretty good couple pending out there right now, which should be should be 85, 86 by the end of the week, hopefully. Um, you know, that's that's the pace. We need to sell about $2 million a week. Uh, now, our new goal is $125 million. And what that means is, oh, and, and just so people listening to the podcast knows, if I sell a million-dollar piece of property and I get both sides, that's $2 million sale. If you sell one side, you get a $1 million sale. I didn't make up. That's how it's figured but that's how it's figured in real estate. And look, you know, that's just how we keep score. We track everything. And listen, Caleb played college ball. New Ryan played college ball. I didn't play any college ball, but I still like to win. And this is something that I enjoy that I feel like I can win at. And I feel like we're the best at. So that's what we work hard. We try to improve every year. What does that mean for you clients out there? We're trying to make our systems and processes better and better every day. We're growing. Um, if we get to our $125 million, that'll mean we grew 110% this year, which means we should grow at least 220% next year. And that's the way I look at it. You know, so like that hundred, if we get to that one, well, when we get to that 125 number, that number is going to be super unimpressive to me next year. The thing about getting to 125 is, okay, that's great. How do we get to 200 next year? So that's the mentality that the Huntland Man team, you know, that's how we look. That's how we try to do things. It's so fun to us to improve. I feel like we're doing things in real estate that nobody, I know we're doing things in real estate that nobody else is doing. Yes, is there other people that sell as much property? Yes. I think we are doing things and innovating and, and, you know, I, I, I'm already seeing people doing, following the things we do. And I encourage it, man. What If we're doing it, we think it's work. So, hey, if you want to do it, by all means, do it. You got to provide for you and your family. And what we're trying to do is work. 
uh, you know, what we're trying to do is do things that work. And so we're having fun doing it. Um, as far as the local real estate, uh, of course, we got the stuff going on in Missouri, but um, right now I think we got about 12 pending. Um, I'm not looking at the board right now, but I looked at it yesterday. We have about 12 pending. Um, we've got some really good properties that just came on the market. A lot of stuff in Kapai County. We had three that New Ryan helped get us on, on and that uh, we got one of those on a contract already. He already has a he has another 95 and a 105. And then I just listed a 114 that is actually pending already. Um, we just listed 114 acres also in Wilkeson County yesterday. It is bad to the bone. Um, I was actually supposed to show it at 12 o'clock today, but this rain uh, we pushed off and we'll hopefully go look at it later this week. Um, getting a lot of activity on some of our other properties. Um, and we're literally looking at new properties to get online almost every day. I was going to go look at two more today, but the weather, um, I don't want to tear up anybody's roads and things like that. So hopefully we'll get a little break in this weather at some point and we'll go look at those other properties. Um, I got a really, 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 really unbelievable property that I'm working on in Wilkeson County. Hey, that's all I can say. If I if we get it, you'll know which one I'm talking about because it's awesome uh, that we're working on in Wilkeson County. And um, got a couple big showings coming up in um, in Jefferson County, uh, hopefully next week, uh, with some clients. I've been trying to get down here for about two months to look at property. But as always, with deer season, people start making it a priority because them rack bucks get to getting on the, the fish aren't on the brain the summer baseball and vacations aren't on the brain the rack bucks are on the brain and as always we see a bump in the market right here late august september and on through deer season and even right after deer season um what oh uh we've got the 467 all right this is a good update so we had 953 acres at glasscock island or on the way to glasscock island right there with a camp on the dry side of the levee uh we sold a piece of that to the neighbor uh he's already got a big track right there and he bought a piece of it now we're going to sell the rest of it 467 acres and the camp uh, we got a lot of activity on it already. That is a great property. That's not a normal area. Yes, it does flood with the Mississippi River. It's pretty high for being on the low side of the levee. It takes about 39, 40 feet of natchez to take, uh, you know, start getting water. Uh, and if it gets to 38 to 40, you want to be there hunting because they coming. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, look, that's my home place. I grew up hunting in flood ground, bottomland, swamp, hardwoods, and I love when the water starts to come up. Because think about it, if you've got 20 big bucks on 400 acres and then all of a sudden 200 of it floods, you've probably got at least 30 of them on 200 now. And it just bottles them up and it is insane. And, and what happens is a lot of glasscock in that surrounding area that is highly managed floods. And then you got all the high ground and if you treat it right, whoo, man. It can get really good, and that's that's not a normal place for the Mississippi and Louisiana. You know, that's a place where you had the potential to kill 150 to 170 inch deer every year. The potential. I'm not saying you can. I'm saying they're there. Last year, the owner owned that in Glasscock. He killed a 153, his son, and they killed a 167 on Glasscock, which they also hunt on. So. There you go. That was just in one year last year. The water has been real good to us, and uh, it seems like the bottoms are um, 
are real good are real good right now. I mean, it's the same kind of ground Giles Island is right there, Anna's Bottom, all in that area. Uh, me and New Ryan, uh, I mean, me and Ryan Wascom were talking about some bottom ground yesterday up uh, by um, by Diamond Island, which we actually have a lot of activity on our Diamond Island listings right now too. So the real estate market is good. You know, uh, the sky was falling and interest rates were coming up. Look, we're blowing and going, and so is everybody else in the real estate business. It has not slowed down in the land business. The interest rates are still good. They're not as good as they were. They're still good, um, and people are buying and selling the thing that they're not making any more of every day, and that's land. So um, the real estate market's still hot. Give us this call, and seriously, uh, with this weather, um, our days of looking at, at, at property – dwindled down with the weather and i mean i showed some pieces last week and we got soaking wet and i'm willing to do it again tomorrow so if you want to go look at land you're not afraid to look get wet we can go look tomorrow um and that's about it for the fall forecast if i had to define it in one word i would say good it's gonna be good uh we're excited you know anytime we get to go out and hunt and do what we love we're very blessed so it's gonna be a fun fall uh kids are back in school and um we're um we're ready to kill some rack bucks. Football has started. High school football started up with college this weekend or next weekend. Uh, this weekend I think. Okay, and then we got uh, dove hunting coming up, so that's going to be exciting. And all this rain, I'm sure, is affecting the way the doves are acting. I get I get out and clip my brown top millet. I was thinking about doing it this morning until we got an inch of rain, so I did not do it this morning. But anyway, um, we wish y'all the best of luck if you're. Getting ready to see. If you haven't started getting ready, you better get after it. Um, get your deer cameras out. Get your feed out of your food plots plant or whatever you may do in your local area. If you're looking for some real estate, we still have time right now. So give us a call, and we can get you on some good properties. In the meantime, we've got land to sell. I got um, What did I tell you we had to go do here in a minute? I, I told you to remind me of something we had to go do. I forgot already. If I don't write it down, it didn't happen. Well, I got a couple phone calls I got to return, a couple emails I got to return. So y'all have a blessed day. Caleb, if you'll hit, I believe it's that blue button down there. We'll get out of here and go get to selling some land. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.